Hello, this is Flux, a podcast sharing my journey of self-discovery and constant transformation as a 20-something. I'm your host, Caitlin, also known as Kawaii Case. Flux is a safe space for candid conversations around creativity, relationships, mental health, and spirituality. And as the name suggests, all thoughts are subject to change. Happy Flux Friday! That's what we're calling it. (laughs) Welcome to episode three. I am filming an evening pod today, changing it up. I got super into writing my outline this morning. That ended up having to work a little later because I was just like getting into the flow of it and I had all these ideas and like epiphanies that were happening. So I was just typing rapidly. But considering what today's topic is, that's pretty cool that that happened. And the fact that I'm here post-work. I feel pretty energized. I feel like I'm down. So I did have a spook this morning because I was trying to do my morning yoga, which I am pretty consistent with on any days I have work. It's just a 25 minute video of um, stretching in bed. And I get this, I get this scary ad for a movie. I don't know what movie, but it was very upsetting and I wasn't able to do my stretch because I was scared to close my eyes (laughs) and I couldn't relax. So that sucked, but I don't really, I can't fully remember the visual that scared me. So I'm not as scared. I'm, I'm still a little scared and paranoid especially having my earphone, my headphones in right now and like blocking out noise because I feel like I don't have control of what's around me. So if I'm trying not to think about it too much, but that's where I'm at. Still a little spooked from this morning. I also made myself dinner today. And while I have been feeding myself, it sometimes it's not... It's very quick and convenient, which, you know, sometimes that's just the way it is, you know, like time, energy, like sometimes you're just going to have really quick food, but it's been a reoccurring pattern because I've just been so drained at the end of work days and I just haven't made the full on effort to like find some good recipes that like inspire me. I think everything I've been looking up has been pretty boring and so I just need to put more work into figuring out some more fun, exciting ideas um, for cooking because right now it's just like I need to eat but I did prepare something today it wasn't fancy but the fact that I took out the rice cooker and made rice during lunch today and had my veggies there and had a somewhat balanced meal I would think um I think that made me feel good I was kind of dysfunctioning towards the last hour or so of work because I was working later than normal, but I pushed through and I'm here now. Normally I don't do any, I like to just do nothing after work because I'm really drained and yesterday I felt super energized after work. Today I didn't feel, I felt pretty exhausted, but I guess I feel like cooking for myself made me feel better and I went out and did my grocery shopping that I've been procrastinating 
So I pushed through the tiredness and I'm feeling pretty good. So it is a little spicy in my room because I have to turn off my fan um, to film because it'd be really loud otherwise. But I thought maybe it'd be cool to record at night because it would be cooler in my room, but it doesn't seem to be the case, but that's okay. Also, I went and had Jenny's yesterday, and if you haven't had Jenny's ice cream, I suggest you try it. They also sell pints online. Um, Figured out I really love Texas She Cake, which I have been getting, and probably was one of the first flavors I've had, but other life updates. My allergies have been killing me. Um, Wasn't that bad today, but... Spring, I was fine, and then now that it's summer, that's not the case. (laughs) So that's been kind of rough, but summer nights are beautiful. When we had Jenny's yesterday, we also got to see the sunset, and that was beautiful. The sky's beautiful pretty much most, like most days, it's pretty beautiful to me, so... (laughs) can't complain um but I guess I just didn't want to end on a negative any negative note with that anyways that's a bit of what's been going on in my life I've been feeling energy levels context and normally I have a really smooth transition into my topic but Not this time. (laughs) So today I wanted to talk about my creative journey, starting with the creative block. I've kind of like touched on it in the past few episodes, just mentioning that was part of the struggles, but I wanted to hone in on the creative aspect. In the past year or so, I dealt with creative block which is definitely connected to the lack of purpose and a low self-esteem, which I go into more in depth in the previous episodes. And throughout that whole process, I feel like I always knew this in the back of my mind, and then I it became more obvious as time went on that I needed a creative wellness practice. I needed something of my own creative outlet that would help me process my emotions and work through things with life because I knew that that's something that's creativity has always done for me but also build my independence because if I don't have anything I'm passionate about or anything just fun to do outside of like resting or spending time with Yosef or whoever then that's, I become really independent and I only find happiness and joy, entertainment through others. And that can make you feel really bad about yourself. That made me feel bad about myself. Let me say that. (laughs) But it was definitely a struggle because the things that used to bring me joy, the things, the creative things that I used to pursue just didn't inspire me anymore. I had no, I was just burnt out on those things. And I think all the work that I've put towards those things in the past, 
I think I felt kind of scarred, <laughs> you know, with mon- trying to monetize a lot of the things that I've enjoyed in the past. And that led me to feeling really bored and unhappy anytime I was free. And I didn't want to just sit and watch shows. And I have other tools and creative things that I probably could explore more. But I just look at them. I would look at them every day and just be like, no, like I don't want to do that. That does not sound appealing to me. It's just a big aversion to my past creative processes and practices. And so that just left me floating in this emotional, seemingly never-ending existential crisis. And so I went to Google to see why I was struggling. (laughs) And if you listen to my previous episodes, you'll know this is a common occurrence for me. And what I learned from my search was that I wasn't being challenged enough. And gotta love Quora. (laughs) Just saying. They always give it to you straight. And that's why I appreciate them. But after hearing that, the tears, the rants, the reflection, more Google searches, I realized that I wanted to go to art school. I wanted to be a student again because I know that I've always liked learning. And I don't know if any of you all have taken the strengths test, but I always go back to those. And I know like certain life events can change those things, but I think, but I think being a learner has always been true for me. I didn't give myself the opportunity in school to pursue art. And so I wanted to now. And if the creative practices I used to do don't bring me joy anymore, then it's probably time I try another one. So that leads me into what I want to focus on today, which is the creative practice that has been healing me since these times of existential crisis and has taught me a lot of lessons on creativity and life. And... Maybe I can talk about this more in another episode, but I know that nature and the artists I follow, any kind of artists um, I follow and support have also inspired me and teach me a lot about life and creativity. But I know that this creative practice I'm sharing with you today has been a huge catalyst in that process. So a few months ago, he also supported me in starting a ceramics class. And in terms of experience, I've done ceramics once in middle school in an art class, but I really wouldn't count that. So this is completely new to me. I knew that I wanted to work on something physical that didn't involve technology or electronics because that was another big block for me in terms of doing YouTube again or digital illustration because I'm already on electronics for a third of my day, which is actually wild to really like think about. (laughs) 
But a third of my day is spent staring at a screen. So I don't really want to spend more than that on electronics and technology. So that was something I knew I wanted when it came to like a creative endeavor outlet, what have you. So from the beginning, my teacher heavily emphasized, emphasized, emphasized the process, experimenting and letting things just happen. And he just made it seem so simple where if something doesn't work, you either create something out of that. If you, if it turns into something, you never know, but also you can just start over and try again and make something new. Overall, this practice has really helped me deal with quote unquote failure. I thought I was good at the wheel since I made something, um, and I remembered everything the teachers told me. But when I went back to the wheel a few weeks later and forgot, I did not make anything. <laughs> I made things, but then I broke them because I didn't, I forgot what I was doing. And I was hard on myself a little bit for not, you know, coming out with anything. And Yosef was with me, so I know part of me was feeling a bit of pressure to, like, perform, which is all internal. That's on me to let go and just create. And, again, remind myself what the teacher said about it all being about the process. But I will say traditional and visual arts really do hit different. (laughs) I feel like being able to physically work with things, getting really immersed in that process, and also the fact that I'm there for, I think, two and a half hours once a week. It's like that two and a half hours is just dedicated to me and whatever I decide to make that day. And I think as someone that likes things to be, like, neat, organized, planned, prepared, I feel like this is a good practice for me and it it challenges me to be okay with not being in control of everything or letting things be messy. I, yeah, I really just have allowed myself to get messy, which is fun Um, it's also, you know, it looks cool when it's all messy on your carpenter pants. Um, I even like wiped my hands on my pants. Like, well, my apron's too messy because I haven't got my own. So I'm using theirs and it's covered in clay. So I'm like, I'm all right, guess I gotta use my pants. But yeah, I guess it's kind of like my badge of honor. (laughs) But I know that's really what prevented me from doing a lot of art at home. Like traditional art was the messiness and like the process of getting things ready and cleaning up like paint. For example, I didn't want to deal with the mess that came with it. And with digital drawing, I liked it because it was clean and efficient. I didn't need that many tools. Well, yes, the tool is very expensive. It was very minimal and I liked that, but it turns out that cleaning up my station after working in the studio is really satisfying. 
It feels like a form of self-care. And I also feel like I'm just part of this bigger community because we all have our role to make sure we clean up after ourselves and or clean up the place better than you've uh, left it. I think that's the right way to say that. And the first thing, like some, some of the first things that I made didn't really, like it broke, I think. And one of the th- other things that I made um, went wrong. I ended up throwing it away. I couldn't even like put it through the process because there's a lot of steps, which overwhelmed me at first. But now that I've done it, it's all good. But one of the things I made where I was on the right track with the wheel, my first time finally like doing it on my own. And I was like, oh crap, I'm making something right now. I was getting excited and then I messed it up and I was like, damn. But then I looked at it. I was like, wait a second. This is sick. And so I ended up being really happy with what I made. And yeah, I've just learned to make something beautiful from things that would be considered quote unquote mess ups. And when you work on an iPad or with any technology, it's really easy to keep refining, refining, undo, redo. And I did kind of still have that kind of problem when I had made that beautiful thing. I kept touching it and wanting to quote unquote fix it, clean it up. And someone finally around me was like, you got to just leave it. And I'm like, I know, I know. So I probably like touched it like one more time. I was like, I stopped. I was like, I honestly, I really needed someone to just call me out on that and be like, leave it alone. Because I knew it was coming from a place of, of like relativity, relativity. Like I knew that they had probably felt the same thing or they've seen that before. And I'm sure it's not uncommon, I would think, for some creatives to, you know, not know when to stop. That's still something I'm like, learning or figuring out is that like when to let go of a project I will say that although I can keep touching up the physical items I can never press anew and it will never be exactly the same as I left it and so overall being a student learning again has been a good experience for me I sometimes find myself watching others who have been doing this for some time and I want to compare myself and I look too long and I know I'm looking too long, but I keep looking, but I know that like if I'm intentional and I come in and I just focus on my work, like it's a good time and I know I can learn from the people by observing them, but there's, there's levels to this and it's also just a reminder that everyone's on their own path and pace. You have to start somewhere And people in the studio were also really kind and helpful. So I really appreciated that because it was really hard for me to ask the teacher for help, even though that's literally his job. Sometimes he would act like annoyed, but that was literally just his personality. I really don't think it bothered him. (laughs) But it's hard um, learning, you know, still learning to take up space. And also my teacher was cool. He helped me with things and it's funny how simple and matter of fact he is about things, but I actually really appreciate it. Like, oh, just do this. Oh, here you go. (laughs) The simplification. I like that. So those are just some of the lessons and part of the experience. And I just wanted to share some of the bigger 
takeaways from this class, from nature, from artists that influence me and I admire. Some of them kind of happened as I was writing the outline. I was like, oh, wait a second. Like, it just, it all just came flowing to me, (laughs) which is awesome. I love that feeling when things just kind of, when things flow. And that goes into my very first lesson, which is accept the ebbs and flows of creativity. Flow with the seasons of life and death. And this whole idea of the ebbs, accepting ebbs and flows and noticing that in nature there's life and death and it goes in a cycle, it's like, oh... We aren't always supposed to be on all the time. Nature does, isn't always on all the time. Nature isn't always doing. There's a time of rebirth. Like there's transformation. Hi- <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to say in a bunch of the shun words, but hibernation, like there's rest. And when I recognize that, That makes me feel a lot better because I think something I've been struggling with, with even trying to pursue anything creative is like, okay, well, like I feel like every time I do something, I just get burnt out and that's just the ebb and flow. Like, yes, there was better ways for me to handle certain things, but I also need to take breaks like extended breaks possibly it's different for every person how long or however that works everyone works differently but I feel like this really resonated with me because I feel like I'm the type of person that really loves to put a hundred percent my all into something that I'm passionate about but it can be really hard to let go or like take a break And I think sometimes it's okay to just like embrace that obsession. Again, to each their own. And I know everyone's process is different, but I feel like there's, that's not something I have to necessarily let go of. I can still put a hundred percent into things, but make sure there's like seasons and there's some kind of breaks that are restful and actually like helpful to me not just because it's productive because it helps me productive later but because I feel like those times also help me be a better human being and also I mean that's still I feel like that's still like kind of in that productivity area I'm like trying to rest to do be better or do something but also just let myself exist is important outside of the creating which I'm not sure exactly what it looks like for me yet, I will say, because this is very recent epiphanies going on in the brain. But yeah, I'm excited by this new belief I'm replacing with what I've always thought it was, which is just constant go, go, go. And there's so many, you know, artists, influencers that I watch and admire and a lot of them get burnt out and I'm like, they haven't even figured it out. So 
how am I going to like figure out how to find the balance between everything? And yeah, I think there's just, it's different for everybody. I'll kind of continue to emphasize that. But I feel like this is like the start. Like this is a good place to start knowing that there's going to be ebbs and flows, accepting that and knowing there's going to be times of life and death. Like with my creativity and the person I am. Yeah, it can be really relieving that I can, you know, this old version of me is in the past. It's dead now, which sounds really intense, but I'm a new person now. And yeah, having your creativity reflect that. And I am not going on my outline and which is fine, but then I don't want to repeat myself because I know I'm touching on things, but Steve Lacey, an artist I like, I was watching one of his lives years, I think it was during quarantine and he was talking about how people always want music to drop constantly from the people that they love. And he emphasized the fact that he has to live life in order to make music and how the music that he has out now is about his life. It's very personal. Like he put a lot into that. And so, yeah, just, I guess letting that sink in and also the the necessity of living your life and not constantly producing so just find that balance between existing and creating, I guess. I do look back at all the things that I've done in the past and I wonder what it is that makes them so unsustainable. And it ended up being me being hard on myself because I wasn't continuing them. And I also tend to get hesitant about starting something new creatively because I, because of these phases I go through and I just have to remind myself about the life and death of seasons and embracing and accepting those times of movement and stillness. Yeah. That break in between creative processes, I feel like Sometimes I look at the artists I even I look at the artists that I admire and stuff. And I really don't know. Like yes, they're putting they put in a lot of work into what they do, but sometimes they're, you know, they're not on socials or we don't really know what they're doing outside of their creative work and um I feel like we do know a lot about the the producing aspect, but not always about their resting aspect and that probably is like because they're not they're taking the break. Um But I guess the point is, you know, when we look at social media and the media, it's all about doing. And I guess it's just a reminder that rest is important. And I'd like to believe that the people that I watch and even some of the some of the other artists that I watch, they do take breaks and they come back rejuvenated. And so if you needed some, I guess... Proof, or you wanted to know other people that you look up to because sometimes it's hard to believe a new belief if you don't see other people that have done it and 
sometimes that's it's helpful. It it helps affirm your beliefs and can challenge them as well. <laughs> okay. I need to figure out what's going on here because I have just gone off script. It's not, it's not, yeah, I've just been going all over the place. (sighs) I guess hiatus is another word instead of break. I should too, because I feel like I love the idea of, I don't know if this worked for me, but I, I love the idea of maybe like yeah, going in for like a season and then taking like a few weeks or something and then getting back into it again, whatever creative thing it is or whatever it is. Because I think, yeah, that life experience is your, I mean, it's literally your like tools or the the experiences you draw from when you're just living in a room for years, aka me, (laughs) I mean, to be fair, there was quarantine for a big chunk of time. But when you do that, it can be really easy to get stagnant. And if you're not feeling well mentally, sometimes you can use that as fuel, which I have. I've created some pretty sick things just from (laughs) not doing well. And using creativity to work through that. But sometimes I I couldn't always create something from that pain. At least not in those moments. But I guess the point of this main big overarching lesson is that we don't need to be on creative mode 365 days a year. And having time for rest, for play, outside of your creative... Um, endeavors and living life all these are necessary to be energized and inspired and about life itself and then you can create from that place but again it's not you don't we don't rest play and live life just to create I think we do we just have to do all these things uh, because we do them (laughs) I think Taking those, taking a long break or taking breaks helps you also remember what you're creating for. Because I think sometimes it's easy for me to get lost in what I'm doing and start focusing on all these other things when those things don't really matter. And also, if you've transformed or changed, you wouldn't really know if you just keep going and you don't take time to reflect on who you are. Another lesson I learned was don't be afraid to commit and have faith again and fail and then do it again. I look back at those things, like I said, and I would feel disappointed and I feel like they didn't work out, but I don't necessarily know if it's just that they didn't work out. I think Those are still like real things that are not impossible to pursue again if I ever wanted to. I know that what I needed was those breaks. I needed to change something or I needed to stop and just reflect on myself and my experiences and also live life. Again, all those different aspects 
of the puzzle pieces of the resting, the playing and living life. Um, I also think community is something I didn't mention here, but I think that's really important too. Um, things like this to fill yourself up so you can do those things again whenever you're ready. I definitely feel it's hard to know if forcing myself is like being disciplined or if it's actually time to just stop. I think I have a hard time figuring out if I need to take the break or if this is a time where I need to push through because I was looking at this other podcast a transcript because I was like looking at some uh how people deal with creative block before I posted this because I was like wait did I actually research this was there an obvious answer but I I think I I know I, I looked at all those things and I just didn't really do some of them <laughs> like trying to find inspiration I never I wasn't really making the effort to find inspiration I just assumed it wouldn't work but if you've tried that, if you've like Googled things and we're like, oh, I guess, I mean, that makes sense. Cause I literally get inspired by the things that certain things I consume. So, but I just, I don't know, just wasn't working at the time. Anyways, there's definitely a lot of cognitive dissonance when I hear you can work hard and take breaks too. Just that being in the same sentence, because It's hard to take breaks when you put your all into something and you're really determined to make this happen. And although I love the thing I'm doing, it can be really tough on you mentally, physically, and emotionally. And hustle culture and grinding is so prevalent and is usually rewarded over your own well-being. And in turn, caring for yourself, making time for rest and play just feels bad. So that's why even now, like just hearing working hard can be a little uncomfortable because I just worked too hard, I felt like. Or I feel like I was working hard just to prove to people I was working hard I was like, I was working too hard to prove to people that I was working hard. And so just the whole, this whole mentality is just, I'm still working through because I've always felt like people saw me as a slacker, even though that that's not me at all. (laughs) And Again, like, you know, ego, attaching yourself to these type of identities, like, I can, I don't need to attach, I don't need to be a hard worker, like, I'm not sure exactly how I'm trying to say this. I guess, like, it's okay for people to think whatever they think, because I should know myself. Something so beautiful about creativity, having a creative outlet, is that it, genu- it helps me process life. It helps me process my emotions and my feelings, 
the things that I experience. And when I'm immersed, it's just so healing and so powerful. It just goes to show how important the process is because it can be rewarding to like birth that project and let it out into the void, into the world. But I feel like it's the creation aspect is where the transformation is actually happening. I definitely see my projects at the end, like after I made that thing, that clay piece, I was definitely happy and I felt really good. But I feel like it is about the journey. And the goal is not euphoria. Right now, I feel like I have my creative outlets and I'm just trying to figure out how to shape my life in a balanced way, but that I have to remind myself that whatever that looks like, I'm still going to have struggles sometimes. Uh, Things aren't going to be perfect, even if I have things balanced as possible. Life is there and... Again, remembering that process. Also, pivoting. Let's talk about pivoting. (laughs) Pivoting is okay. If I change my damn mind, fine. (laughs) I just have to commit and put my all into it. I am constantly transforming, as we say in the beginning of this podcast. I don't know why I said we, but as I say. And I'm not going to like the same things forever. And learning to accept that is really important because I think that's the reason that I've been holding back or I've been frozen because I couldn't move on from the, the quote unquote failures that I had in the past and accepting that it's okay for me to go a different direction has been a process, but I'm here now, which is great. When I talk about living life and play I mean, using all your five senses, living life to the fullest. I realized that the most beautiful, amazing moments in life is when I'm living in the moment, no matter what it is. Art teaches me about life and life teaches me about art. I get scared to call myself an artist anymore because it feels like a weight or a burden on my shoulders. I think although I am growing through and moving past things that have kind of been haunting me, I still hold, sometimes I still put myself under these really high expectations. But with all the less with all with all these lessons that I've taken away, and how art, how art has helped me grow. I know art is an important and most likely essential part of my life. I did circle around, up and down. But I hope that just means that it will really, maybe I'll plant a seed. <laughs> and maybe you'll find a joy practice that is, can also be your teacher. And if you already have one, I would love to know what your joy practice looks like and if there's any lessons that you've learned through it. Also, if there's any artist or influencer who has positively shaped your relationship with creativity, send it to me on Instagram at Kawaii Case because 
yeah, I want to be inspired. I want to know. I'm curious. <laughs> I forgot to mention in the beginning that I just listened to Rosalia and Anya on Other Tone podcast and yeah it's cool because even if maybe some things you already believe or you already like understand hearing it from someone else is just so affirming and yeah just hearing it from like their perspective thank you for receiving my energy thank you for showing up today whatever that looks like if you'd like to continue to join me on this journey of self-discovery and constant transformation Find Flux wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to leave me a five-star review. Follow me on Instagram at Kawaii Case, K-A-W-A-I-I-K-A-C-E for podcast updates and to get to know each other better. Thank you for being just as you are. I cherish you deeply. I'll see you next time.